This is a Radio.com original. So painted wire wheels, no roll bar, no side pipes, just a plain, and that's exactly the car that was on my book cover when I was 10 years old. And that's the, so I didn't want one with Halibrands and stuff like that. I wanted yeah. that, this car. No, that's that's the Cobra that caught everyone's attention initially. And it's the one that won all the races. Four twenty sevens didn't win any races. They didn't want to turn. How much time do we have, by the way? Because I, I can talk. I could talk oh, all day. What, what do you need? What do you need? We could. We, a beer would be great. nice. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody and welcome to a new edition of the Talking About Cars podcast, where it's all about everybody has a car story, from celebrities to car personalities and more. I'm Randy Cardoon. We start off our show with the big news of the week. Top Gear America has come up with their new hosts. Motor Trend TV announcing that actors Dax Shepard and Rob Corddry, we knew Dax was a car guy, but Rob? Well, we'll find out. And automotive journalist Jethro Bovingdon will round out the trio. The first Top Gear America shows with its new cast set to debut in the spring of 2020 on Motor Trend. Now, now, on to more of our interviews from this year's SEMA show, where Hot Rod Bob and I caught up with Barn Fine Hunter's own Tom Cotter at the Moon Eyes booth. He explains the difference between his show and others like Wayne Carini's Chasing Classic Cars. Tom basically looks for barn finds. Now, if you don't know what a barn find is, simply put, a barn find is a car or truck ignored and wasting away in a barn or garage, one that probably hasn't even seen the light of day for years, or maybe it's in a field. Barn find hunter coming up on 70 episodes as we upload this. So the question to Tom, how long do you plan to do the show? I wonder how long the lifespan is, because I know reality shows have a a lifespan, and after like five years, they start getting a little bit old. I don't know, uh, but I'm not on every week. You know, it's every two weeks, so maybe that doubles it. I don't know, but I'm having a ball, and I hope it doesn't come to an end anytime soon. Uh, the 39 Ford Woody Wagon that I drive. Yeah, good choice. I bought that when I was 15 years old, 1969. Wow. I'm now 65, so it's been part of my life for a half a century. Uh, I found it in a barn, uh, and it's actually my second barn find car that I bought at 14 years yeah. old. I found a, a 1940 Ford convertible for 25 bucks. I bought that, oh. and I fell in love with that because Lumpy on Lever to Beaver drove yes. one, right. and and I found one for 25. So I had a 283 to put in there, and I got all ready to do something, and I found the Woody. I said, you know what? I'm an East Coast guy, but I live I'm living the West Coast dream. A there Woody. Go. I'm gonna drive out to the West Coast. I'm gonna go surfing. I'm gonna drink Coors beer, and uh, <laughs> drive a hot rod. You know. There you anyway, go. It, that it, was back when Coors Beer, you couldn't get it everywhere. No, you know? it's only West Coast only. Eastbound and down. Yeah. And you know what? Oh, no, when I finally it. had it, I said, this was is what I waited for. <laughs> <laughs> was it worth the drive? Yeah, no. So anyway, so the car I drive is is a, um, a barn find itself. Yeah. And uh, if it's, I live in North Carolina, so if it's close by, I drive it to Virginia, Florida, Tennessee. But if it's like, you know, San Diego or Alaska, Haggerty ships it there and I fly in. Well, that's cool. They that's ship good. it. That, that's great. Now, it's a Woody. Is it flathead powered or did you upgrade it? Yeah, I've never revealed the, the, the drivetrain oh, in there. Oh, okay. You know? Uh, you know, if you did it here, we could, you know, make a... It would just be between the three of us. Right, right. exactly. Between the three of us. Yeah. We have no listening. No okay. one. So, I spent my professional career... In auto racing, I was—I uh, owned a marketing and public relations company based in Charlotte. Okay. That's what brought me down from New York, and uh, handled a lot of NASCAR teams and sponsors and Formula One and IndyCar and blah, 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 all that stuff. Right. And when the the uh, racing director for Chevrolet heard I was going to build my motor, he said, "So what are you going to put in there? A, a six-speed or a five-speed or an automatic?" I said, I'll probably put an automatic in because it's a Woody, you know. Yeah. And what arrives at my doorstep was a brand new LS1 motor with a, oh. a 700H transmission, brand new in the crate. So that's what's in there. And this is the first time I've revealed it anywhere. Anywhere. Wow. That's got to be a smooth runner. It, wow. You know, a Chevy and I have it on a TCI frame. Oh, oh, so I, Good choice, California frame. Yep. So I have, you know, it's got disc brakes and stainless steel lines, and I got air conditioning and all that stuff. So, all the fun and stuff. And I drive the wheels off it. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. that. That's a great way to do it. Now, you know, don't feel so bad about that because if you go back in history, and I, and I do this a lot of times with our, our Ford fans, the way to get a Ford to go fast was with a fronty 
Ford overhead conversion. Which was, that a Chevy. was a Chevrolet Brothers. Yeah, I know. So to get a Ford to go fast, you still needed the Chevrolet Brothers back in the 20s. Of course, this is a man who drives a uh, 40, what, Plymouth? 48. 48, 48 Plymouth, yes. and it has a Chevy engine yes. with Mopar. Valve covers. We, we, I, you know, but you go back to the history and go back to Chrysler. Although Plymouth wasn't really associated with Dodge that much, the Dodge brothers were the engineers for the Model T. Oh, I know. So I, I'm, an, know, again, I'm a Henry Ford yeah. aficionado. Yeah, I know so all if, about it. If you're going to build a Model T, you needed the Chevrolet brothers and the Dodge brothers. It's just fact. So you talk about the fronty head. Yeah. I drove a Model T Ford two years ago on the on it's called the Lincoln Highway, and yeah. I started in downtown Manhattan in Times Square, Forty mm-hmm. Second Street and Broadway. And drove it to San Francisco to the Golden Gate Bridge on the Ooh. Lincoln Highway in a 26 Ford, and it oh. had a Radio overhead valve conversion. Oh, okay, yeah, those are, right, that's cool. So, you know, we in the East Coast we were treating it yep. slowly. We'd get up to 40 miles an hour, 45 <laughs> miles an hour. But by the time we got to Nevada on Highway 50, the loneliest yeah. road in America, with a slight wind in our back and a slight downhill, we had 62 miles an hour. Wow, that was fun. that in was a, moving in a 26 Ford Roadster, no fenders, no fen- chop right. top. Uh, it had Willwood disc brakes in the front. It had carbon fiber transmission bands, electronic ignition, and a fish carburetor. That thing hauled, <laughs> and it was built by a Porsche racing mechanic. The uh-huh. en- engine was all blueprinted. Wow. That's so. cool. That's a great story. That, wow. So, we're t- but we're here to talk about barn finds. Well, we are. Well, we are. But <laughs> man, <laughs> your, your history with cars is is what we're talking about yeah. too. Oh, and okay, that's okay. And before we get there, I want to talk about history. Period. Let me yes. go back. To the, to the first car you began to notice as a kid or something that really made you realize, you know, cars are something I'm really interested in. Uh, you know, I've never played golf in my life. I don't hunt. I don't fish. I'm a one-trick pony. Uh, my next-door neighbor had a, an MGTD. I remember that. And the first sports car I got a ride in was a Mercedes 190SL, oh. you know, convertible. Yeah. It had a four-speed. Uh, and and so that's probably the car that I look back on as like, you know, my first sports car. So I've, I'm a drag race guy, but I'm mostly a road race guy. But you wouldn't know that from the show. I race a fuel injected four, uh, 327 Corvette. Okay. Uh, it's been a vintage car. It's been a race car since 1965, and I'll show you a picture of it. All right, please. And and you I'll, won't see this on the show. Or for those of you, we'll put it on social media. Well, yeah, I could do that. Or maybe not. Uh, yeah. You could send that to me. I like it. I like it. So this has been a race car since it was one year old. Oh, my. That's so cool. 327 Rochester fuel injected. Um, Corvette. Yep. That roll ca- that roll bar was put in. The hoop was put in in 65. Uh, it was a West Coast car only, and I'm the yep. first guy to bring it back east. It was. Uh, it held a Riverside track record in B- as B production car in the, okay. in the uh, 71. Uh, I've raced at Laguna Seca, Sears Point. It ran the first Santa Barbara road race. I mean, it's got oh, a cool car. Yeah. So, but I'm a Ford guy. So <laughs> I'm not going to talk about that Corvette. No, um, we're not going to say a word about a Corvette. So, no. when I remember when you were a kid and you had to cover your textbooks. Yes. Yes. Well, you know, the, kid, the, the, the kids that had money had Yale and Harvard book covers and stuff. Right, yeah. Right. We had brown paper bags. That's right. right. So, but a friend of mine went to this, he knew I was a car guy, and it was in fifth grade. I was 10 years old, and he probably said to his mother, I think Tom would like that. And so he bought me a book cover, and it was sports cars. And there were okay. Jags and Heelys and Aston Martins, and there was this car right in the middle. Yeah. And it was a Cobra. And I, oh, what's mm. a Cobra? And I started to investigate the Cobra. Yeah. And that became the carrot that hung in front of me my whole life professionally i knew i i had succeeded professionally if i could own a cobra i sold my racing agency in 2001 and immediately bought an ac cobra bought it in walnut creek california drove it back to north carolina and uh, i've had it now in half the states in the united states i had it up in alaska last year uh Great car, man. It'd be the last car I'll sell. Four, 427 or 289. 289. Uh, the, a, a real sports car. AC. Yeah. I love those. That's the one I like the best. It's the, it had the, the sharpest body lines, and it didn't look like it was blown up. No, it was like a Healy with power. So I'll show you a picture of that, too. Yeah, but they used, which, the, they, they used the Bristol motor, the, the six-cylinder. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then Shelby put the 260 in originally. 
because that was the uh, the small block they had at the time, and then by the time it went into production, it was the 289. What, I'm trying to look over a picture. It'd be good. Yeah, that's a good one right there. Oh, that's, that's great. Nice. That's yeah. beautiful. So the wire the plain wheels. Jane, yep. So painted wire wheels, no roll bar, right. no side pipes, right. just right. a plain, and that's exactly the car that was on my book cover when I was 10 years old. Yep. And that's the, so I didn't want one with Halibrands and stuff like that. I wanted yeah. that, this car. No, that's that's the Cobra that caught everyone's attention initially. And it's the one that won all the races. 427s yeah. didn't win any races. They didn't want to turn. <laughs> right. It's yeah. It has spun out a lot. Well, right. they just went straight in the corner. How much time do we have, by the way? Because I, I, I can talk. I could talk all day. What, what do you need? What do you need? We could. We, a beer would be great. nice. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's see. Can you ask him about, about the big barn find he got? Which barn find are we talking about? North Carolina? Yeah. Holy oh, oh, you, So, all right. Okay. I so, I know you know what she's talking about. Sometimes I come across a junkyard, and I avoid junkyards because they have no stories. Junkyards have no stories. It's just inventory. So yeah. I'd, I'd rather find a guy with two cars in his garage, and he could tell me I drove that in high school, my aunt gave that to me, right. whatever. Yeah. But this guy in North Carolina down a dirt road in the middle of a forest. Nobody knows he's there. Probably had eight barns full of cars that he bought way back in the day. Mm. Superbirds, Hemi-powered, oh. Cudas, oh. know, Jaguars, Lincolns, a Corvette with 9.2 miles on it, uh, oh. Panteras, Thunderbirds, 100 cars. How did you find out about that? I, heard, I followed up a rumor, and this guy was a very religious guy. I found out he's a seventh-day Adventist. Ad Adventist. So, don't go on Saturday. So, I went on a Sunday. I drove my Woody in there, and suddenly, wow. You got Woody is the icebreaker, by the that's way. That's it. That's my door opener. And he wanted to meet me as much as I wanted to meet him. And I said, you know, would you mind if I came here with cameras and stuff? He said, don't come on a Saturday, but yeah, let's make an arrangement. Some, yeah. So, uh, he bought those cars during a gas crunch. Big block yeah. cars. Yeah. Hemi-powered cars. 440 cars. He bought it during a gas crunch when nobody wanted them. Right. And he was able to get them cheap. And he said, I didn't buy them because they were going to be worth money. I bought them because I loved them. He painted yeah. them. He put new interior in them. He rebuilt them mechanically. He put new tires on them. And he put them in a barn. And put them in a barn. And put them in 100 cars in barns all over his property. Oh, man. And now the barns are falling in. And those cars are turning into barn finds again. Oh, Gee, what, a, you know, a, what, a, what a neat guy. What, what's what's your next question? Wait a minute. We have somebody here who's... Uh, how about the Ferrari, Ferrari 250? 250. And the Cobra. Yeah, we got a big crowd here, but one guy's standing out and asking questions. Yeah. Um, so that, that I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. They're in Charlotte, North Carolina, those cars. And I get a call from somebody. He says, my friend's got these old cars in the garage. He needs to move them because the city has condemned the house and condemned the garage, and it's going to be torn down. Can you come and you know tell them if they have any value? Uh -huh. so this guy's broke. Oh, gee. I go over there and there's a 427 Cobra. Yeah. And a 275 GTB alloy body, long nose Ferrari. Gee. And he's and broke. And they're mouse infested. You open the trunk and there's like all this carpet fuzz and it's like a mouse condominium. <laughs> mouse urine all over the place. They had been there for 42 years. Wow. The windows are broken in the garage. It was like oh. raccoon prints all over the place. And he thought he was broke. And so I helped him move those cars, and the city tore down the house, tore down the building. And I convinced him that he should bring them to Amelia Island, put them in auction. He got a million bucks for the Cobra and two oh. and a half million dollars for the Ferrari. He's a wealthy guy. Yeah. Wow. Oh, man. Well, from, from rags to riches. Oh, wait a minute. Here we go. Now How about the widow? Cesar Vargas from the what, 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 did, uh, what editor are you? Trocaros do this. It's a published a magazine. And where's it at? It's uh, New Jersey, actually. I'm really? It's close to. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I feel like we're at a new. You have a widow that uh, has. Porsche Speedster? Right. What a great. You know, that's what I'm talking about. He's been these following are, you a lot. These are the stories you can't find in a junkyard. Yeah. It's like this woman called me up, and again, she's broke. She's going to lose her house. Her husband bought a Porsche Speedster. He lived in Texas, she lived in Mexico. They met on a. They both met on a, on a bus. She, he was touring Mexico as a young guy, and she was on the bus, and they met, and they exchanged name, phone numbers. And he went back home, and he bought a Porsche. It was a silver Porsche Speedster, 58, I think. Okay. And he had it painted orange, 
and oh. he had a pen that he mailed her, and the pen was orange. He said, I'm going to come and pick you up in a car painted this color. I'm going to come down, and he drove it down to Mexico with this now the orange painted cover, picked her up, married her, came back up, had a, a child. He was an engineer. He got sick. He got ALS. Oh. He died. The car sit in the garage. It's flat tires. It's got dust all over it. And her son called me up and said, you know, I know you'd find these cars. I got this great car my mother's got, and she needs the money. She needs to sell it. So it was a poor speed star. I went down there. I said, oh, my God. This lady showed me her wedding gown, showed me the orange pen that her fiancé sent her. Wow. She showed me her wedding picture. She's crying. My arm was on a sling then, remember? I don't remember. I broke my shoulder. Um, she's crying, like, about this car. And we took it to a... RM auction and I'm sitting there with her and you know the bidding goes the bidding goes up to you know 50,000 75,000 100,000 125,000 175,000 goes up to like quarter of a million dollars wow. and she's cr- sitting next to me crying oh god he's still looking out for me <laughs> she was able to pay off her debt on the house she lives there in the house now I mean you can't make up stuff like that's no. real life that's yeah. it man Wow. That was great. That is it. That's pretty incredible. Though. Yeah. So, I mean, lots of cool stories about guys with their high school cars, you know. Uh, but that's yeah. what's cool about what you're doing because we're finding all this. We're finding this information. And we talked to her earlier about the book and the searching for, for all these barn find cars. And people have it just an old car to a lot of people. They don't realize the significance of the car. All my, I've done 18 books. Ten of them are about barn finds, and it's like it, they're not car books; they per, they're people books. They're human yeah. interest stories. The, the car is a catalyst to bring stories, interesting stories, to, to light. Right. And and so, you know, I, I'm a car guy, but nobody wants to buy a car about sheet metal or camshaft lobes. Right. They want to they want to buy they want to buy a book that has a story. Mm-hmm. And and so, I'm the luckiest guy to be able to, to kind of mine these stories out of people. And, you know, I drive up to somebody's driveway. He might be crabby. I remember once it was a... Uh, I heard about this guy in West Virginia. It, was, it really was a hillbilly in West Virginia. And he had cars all up the side of a mountain. And they said, you'll never get any. He's a, he's a crabby guy. You'll and I drive up in a 39 Ford Woody Wagon. And he comes to the door. Is that your car? Yeah. He says, you want to come in and have some iced tea? I said, sure. And well, I was there five hours with my camera guys all over the place. Gee. So, you know... That Woody is the icebreaker. So, you know, if you're listening to this show and you want to go barn find hunting, don't drive a new Chevy pickup no. because you're a poser. Drive an interesting <laughs> car. Drive a real car. Yeah. yeah. And make your car as interesting as, as his cars and you want to talk to each other. You become friends. It's amazing that you've also not only come up with store, cars with great stories, but sometimes just cars you never see. I, I remember you were in near Ojai once. Uh, you visited some guy who had a bunch of cars, and among them was a last year of the Edsel, and it was a it was a two-door hardtop, which they made very few of them. Hmm. And you were doing your stand-up, I think, walking around it and talking about this car and that car, and I'm looking behind you, and I'm going, wait a minute, that's that's like a 60 Edsel. Wait a minute, how's, how's that, you know? The whole well, you know, people will say, how come you walked right by that car and yeah. didn't mention it? Well, you know what? A, there might have been 100 other cars, and I just couldn't do all of them. Yeah. Or B, I only film it, and then it goes back to the producers, and they, they cut the and chop a channel the yeah. uh, the video, and I don't know what comes out until it comes out. Uh, so you know, maybe yeah. I did talk about that. It's all it just didn't it didn't get off the cutting room floor. Sometimes though, people will let you in and say, "Well, we're not interested in selling." But every so often, I'm, I don't buy them. I don't buy like you know Wayne Carini buys and sells. Right. That's where his show is different than mine. I just find them and move on. I don't want you to buy them. Except that 62 Ford disc wagon. <laughs> we did that for charity. Oh, okay. okay. And that's when, if, so I walked into a, uh, this guy's yard in Midland, Texas. All these old Fords, all these old Fords, all these old. And I kept on looking at this wagon. And it was like chalky pink, 62 Ford wagon, chalky pink. And I said, you know, when I was a kid, I remember a TV commercial where somebody went to a car in a junkyard and they waxed it with J-Wax kit. Oh, yeah. And it yeah. shined. Yeah. I said, I've always wanted to try that. I said, do you have compound in a rag? And he goes to the garage, comes back out, and, I, and it's like 
it's like you know like the size of a softball i said i'd love to have a, a buffer out here and he said well i got a buffer but i don't have an extension cord that long he said i got an idea and he comes over and picks up car with the forklift brings it to a oh. shop and i'm buffing out this fender <laughs> and i said this car doesn't want to die oh my god like and he said Look, yeah. i got to get rid of this stuff because the property it's an acre of property it's worth a million dollars in midland texas he said i gotta get rid of these cars i'm gonna probably crush them i said let me think about this so i talked to the people at haggerty i said okay that car had no front cross member no engine no transmission the interior it was a desert car with the windows open for yeah. 30 years but that paint was still there. It had good bones. <laughs> and I talked Haggerty to give me a budget. And we, and the guy who sold me the car, he, you know, I live in North Carolina. He's in Texas. So he coordinated, had an, a 390 built. He had a, a Ford Cruisomatic rebuilt for it. We put the crossover back in. We had a Mexican blankets put in for seats. There you go. And I, remember that. I drove out 1,000 miles to McPherson, Kansas, and we donated it to McPherson College, which is... The only school in America that offers a four-year bachelor's program in automotive restoration. Oh. And we gave that to them as a shop car because their old Chevy Love pickup was, like, just falling right, apart. Yeah. So they, they can go to the auto parts store or whatever with this car. But I tell you, I would drive that car to Alaska. That car ran, and we put duels on there with Flowmasters. Man. <laughs> yeah, I got Flowmasters on mine. Yeah. Course, yeah. yeah. So, so right. that's one we bought. And I also bought another wagon, a Ford wagon. I bought a 67 Ford Country Squire. Had like rusty patina on the hood, real faded wood siding on it. It had the dual facing rear seats. Okay, that's no big deal. But it, the only one ever built, factory, 428 with a four speed manual gearbox, bucket seats, and a console. It was like a muscle wagon. One yeah. built. And I called my wife and said, I got to buy this car. There you go. So it's a great car. I got it I now. I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you should be having that temptation like every time you walk oh, I out do. there. I have 18 cars. Okay, which brings <laughs> right. to the All right. next question. What do you have in your garage? I, tell me about the 18 cars. Uh, well, I've been collecting cars since I was literally a kid. So the 39 Woody Wagon, I bought when I was 15. I've got a 53 Ford two-door wagon I bought when I was 18. Now, the Woody yeah. cost me 300 bucks. The Ford Wagon cost me 85 bucks. I this is a Radio.com original. So painted wire wheels, no roll bar, no right. side pipes, right. just a plain, and that's exactly the car that was on my book cover when I was 10 years old. Yep. And that's, the, so I didn't want one with Halibrands and stuff like that. I wanted yeah. that, this car. No, that's that's the Cobra that caught everyone's attention initially. And it's the one that won all the races. 427s yeah. didn't win any races. Didn't want to turn. How much time do we have, by the way? Because I, I, I could talk oh, all wait. day. What, what do you need? What do you need? We could, we, a beer would be great. nice. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody and welcome to a new edition of the Talking About Cars podcast, where it's all about everybody has a car story, from celebrities to car personalities and more. I'm Randy Cardoon. We start off our show with the big news of the week. Top Gear America has come up with their new hosts. Motor Trend TV announcing that actors Dax Shepard and Rob Corddry, we knew Dax was a car guy, but Rob? Well, we'll find out. And automotive journalist Jethro Bovingdon will round out the trio. The first Top Gear America shows with its new cast set to debut in the spring of 2020 on Motor Trend. Now, now, on to more of our interviews from this year's SEMA show, where Hot Rod Bob and I caught up with Barn Fine Hunter's own Tom Cotter at the Moon Eyes booth. He explains the difference between his show and others like Wayne Carini's chasing classic cars. Tom basically looks for barn finds. Now, if you don't know what a barn find is, simply put, a barn find is a car or truck ignored and wasting away in a barn or garage, one that probably hasn't even seen the light of day for years, or maybe it's in a field. Barn Find Hunter, coming up on 70 episodes as we upload this. So the question to Tom, how long do you plan to do the show? I wonder how long the lifespan is, because I know reality shows have a, a lifespan, and after like five years, they start getting a little bit old. I don't know, uh, but I'm not on every week, you know, it's every two weeks, so maybe that doubles it. I don't know, but I'm having a ball, and I hope it doesn't come to an end anytime soon. Uh, the 39 Ford Woody Wagon that I drive. Yeah, good choice. I bought that when I was 15 years old, 1969. Wow. I'm now 65, so it's been part of my life for a half a century. Uh, I found it in a barn. 
Uh, and it's actually my second barn find car that I bought. At 14 years right. old, I found a, a 1940 Ford convertible for 25 bucks. I bought that, oh, and I man. fell in love with that because Lumpy on Lever to Beaver drove yes. one, right. and and I found one for 25. So I had a 283 to put in there, and I got all ready to do something, and I found the Woody. I said, you know what? I'm an East Coast guy, but I live. I'm living the West Coast dream. A there Woody. I'm gonna drive out to the West Coast. I'm gonna go surfing. I'm gonna drink Coors beer, and uh, <laughs> drive a hot rod. You know. There you anyway, go. It, that it, was it, back when Coors beer you was, couldn't get it everywhere. No, you know? it's only West Coast only. Eastbound and down. Yeah. And you know what? Oh, no, when I finally it. had it, I said, "This Wasn't is what I waited for." Was it worth the drive? Yeah. No. So anyway, so the car I drive is is a um, a barn find itself. Yeah. And uh, if it's, I live in North Carolina, so if it's close by, I drive it to Virginia, Florida, Tennessee. But if it's like, you know, San Diego or Alaska, Haggerty ships it there, and I fly in. Well, that's cool. That's they good. ship it. That, that's great. Now, it's a Woody. Is it flathead powered, or did you upgrade it? Yeah, I've never revealed the the, the drivetrain oh, in there. Oh, okay. You know, uh, you know, if you did it here, we could, you know. Make a it would just be between the three of us. Right, right. exactly. The three of us. Yeah. We have no listening. No okay. one. So I spent my professional career in auto racing. I was oh. uh, I owned a marketing and public relations company based in Charlotte. Okay. That's what brought me down from New York. And uh, handled a lot of NASCAR teams and sponsors and Formula One and IndyCar and blah, 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 all that stuff. Right. And when the, the uh, racing director for... Chevrolet heard I was going to build my motor. He said, so what are you going to put in there, a, a six-speed or a five-speed or an automatic? I said, I'll probably put an automatic in because it's a Woody, you know. Yeah. And what arrives at my doorstep was a brand-new LS1 motor with a, oh. a 700H transmission, brand-new in the crate. So that's mm. what's in there. And this is the first time I've revealed it anywhere. Anywhere. Wow. That's got to be a smooth runner. It, wow. You know, a Chevy and I have Ford. it on a TCI frame. Oh, oh, so good, I, good choice, California frame. Yep. So I have, you know, it's got disc brakes and stainless steel lines, and I got air conditioning and all that stuff. So, all the fun and stuff. And I drive the wheels off it. Yeah, I yeah. can imagine that. That's a great way to do it. Now, you know, don't feel so bad about that because if you go back in history, and I and I do this a lot of times with our, our Ford fans, the way to get a Ford to go fast was with a fronty Ford overhead conversion, which was, that a Chevy. was the Chevrolet Brothers. Yeah, I know. So to get a Ford to go fast, you still needed the Chevrolet Brothers back in the twenties. Of course, this is a man who drives. A uh, 40, what, Plymouth? 48. 48, 48 Plymouth, yes. and it has a Chevy engine yes. with Mopar. Valve covers. We, we, I, you know, but you go back to the history and go back to Chrysler, although Plymouth wasn't really associated with Dodge that much, the Dodge brothers were the engineers for the Model T. Oh, I know. So I, I'm, an, know, again, I'm a Henry Ford yeah. aficionado. Yeah, I know so all if, about it. If you're going to build a Model T, you needed the Chevrolet brothers and the Dodge brothers. It's just a fact. So, you talk about the fronty head. Yeah. I drove a Model T Ford two years ago on the, on, it's called the Lincoln Highway. And yeah. I started in downtown Manhattan in Times Square, mm -hmm. 42nd Street and Broadway, and drove it to San Francisco to the Golden Gate Bridge on Ooh. the Lincoln Highway in a 26 Ford. And it oh. had a Radio overhead valve conversion. Oh, okay. Yeah. Those are, uh, that's cool. So, you know, we, in the East Coast, we were treating it yep. slowly. We'd get up to 40 miles an hour, 45 <laughs> miles an hour. But by the time we got to Nevada on Highway 50, the loneliest yeah. road in America, with a slight wind in our back and a slight downhill, we had 62 miles an hour. Wow. That was, fall that was a, moving. In a 26 Ford Roadster, no fenders, no fen chop right. top. Uh, it had Willwood disc brakes in the front. It had carbon fiber transmission bands, electronic ignition, and a fish carburetor. That thing hauled, <laughs> and it was built by a Porsche racing mechanic. The uh -huh. engine was all blueprinted. Wow. That's so. cool. That's a great story. That, wow. that's so, great. We're but we're here to talk about barn finds. Well, we are. <laughs> well, we are, but <laughs> man, your, your history with cars is, is what we're talking about, yeah. too. Oh, and okay, that's okay. The and before part. we get there, I want to talk about history, period. Let me yes. go back, Way to, back. The, to the first car you began to notice as a kid or something that really made you realize, you know, cars are something I'm really interested in. Uh, you know, I've never played golf in my life. I don't hunt, I don't fish. I'm a one-trick pony. Uh, my next-door neighbor had a, an MGTD. I remember that. And the first sports car I got a ride in was a Mercedes 190SL, oh. you know, convertible. Yeah. Had a four-speed. Uh, and and so that's probably the car that I look back on as, like, you know, my first sports car. So I've 
I'm a drag race guy, but I'm mostly a road race guy. But you wouldn't know that from the show. I race a fuel-injected uh, 327 Corvette. Okay. Uh, it's been a vintage car. It's been a race car since 1965, and I'll show you a picture of it. All right, please. Okay. And, and you I'll, won't see this on the show. Or for those of you, we'll put it on social media. Well, yeah, I could do that. Or maybe uh, not. Yeah. You could send that to me. I like it. I like it. So this has been a race car since it was one year old. Oh, my. That's so cool. 327, Rochester fuel-injected. Um, Corvette. Yeah. That roll that roll bar was put in. The hoop was put in in 65. Uh, it was a West Coast car only, and I'm the yeah. first guy to bring it back east. It was uh, it held a Riverside track record as B production car in the, okay. in the uh, 71. Uh, I've raced at Laguna Seca, Sears Point. It ran the first Santa Barbara road race. I mean, it's oh, got a, a cool car. Yeah. So, but I'm a Ford guy, so <laughs> I'm not going to talk about that Corvette. No, um, we're not going to say a word about a Corvette. So, yeah. when I remember when you were a kid and you had to cover your textbooks. Yes. Yes. Well, you know. The, kid, the, the, the kids that had money had Yale and Harvard book covers and stuff. Right, yeah, right, right. We had brown paper bags. That's right. right. right, right, right. So, but a friend of mine went to this. He knew I was a car guy, and it was in fifth grade. I was 10 years old, and he probably said to his mother, I think Tom would like that. And so he bought me a book cover, and it was sports cars. And there were okay. Jags and Heelys and Aston Martins. And there was this car right in the middle, Yeah. and it was a Cobra. And I, what's mm. a Cobra? And I started to investigate the Cobra. Yeah. And that became the carrot that hung in front of me my whole life professionally. I knew I, I had succeeded professionally if I could own a Cobra. I sold my racing agency in 2001 and immediately bought an AC Cobra. Bought it in Walnut Creek, California. Drove it back to North Carolina. And uh, I've had it now in half the states of the United States. I had it up in Alaska last year. Uh, Great car, man. Maybe the last car I'll sell. Four twenty-seven or two eighty-nine. Two eighty-nine. A real the, sports the good car. One. AC. Yeah. I love those. That's the one I like the best. It's the it had the, the sharpest body lines, and it didn't look like it was blown up. No, it was like a Healy with power. So I'll show you a picture of that too. Yeah, but they use the, they they use the Bristol motor, the, the six oh, cylinder. Yeah. yeah. And then Shelby put the two sixty in originally. Because that was the uh, the small block they had at the time, and then by the time we went into production, it was the 289. I'm trying to look over a picture; it'd be good. Yeah, that's a good one right there. Oh, that's, that's great. Nice. Yeah. That's beautiful. So the just wire the plain wheels. Yep. So painted wire wheels, no roll bar, no right. side pipes, right. just right. a plain. And that's exactly the car that was on my book cover when I was 10 years old. Yep. And that's the, so I didn't want one with Halibrands and stuff like that. I wanted yep. that, this car. No, that's that's the Cobra that caught everyone's attention initially, and it's the one that won all the races. Four twenty sevens didn't win any races. They didn't want to turn, <laughs> right? It's yeah, that spun out a lot. Well, I right. they just went straight in a corner. How much time do we have, by the way? Because I, I, I could talk. I could talk all day. We, what, what do you need? Go. What do you need? We could. Well, a beer would be great. nice. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Can you ask him about, about the big barn find he got? Which barn find are we talking about? North Carolina. Holy oh, So, all right. Okay. I so, know you know, what she's talking about. sometimes I come across a junkyard, and I avoid junkyards because they have no stories. Junkyards have no stories. It's just inventory. Yeah. So I'd, I'd rather find a guy with two cars in his garage, and he could tell me I drove that in high school, my aunt gave that to me, whatever. Yeah. But this guy in North Carolina, down a dirt road in the middle of a forest, nobody knows he's there, probably had eight barns full of cars that he bought way back in the day. Mm. Superbirds, Hemi-powered, oh. Cudas, oh. Jaguars, Lincolns, a Corvette with 9.2 miles on it, uh, oh. Panteras, Thunderbirds, 100 cars. How did you find out about that? I, heard, I followed up a rumor, and this guy was a very religious guy. I found out he's a Seventh-day Adventist. Ad Adventist. Yeah. So don't go on Saturday. So I went on a Sunday. I drove my Woody in there, and suddenly, wow. You got Woody is the icebreaker, by the that's way. That's it. That's my door opener. And he wanted to meet me as much as I wanted to meet him. And I said, you know, would you mind if I came here with cameras and stuff? He said, don't come on a Saturday, but yeah, let's make an arrangement. Some, yeah. So uh, he bought those cars during a gas crunch. Big block yeah. cars, yeah. hemi-powered cars, 440 cars. He bought it during a gas crunch when nobody wanted them. Right. And he was able to get them cheap. And... He said, I didn't buy them because they were going to be worth money. I bought them because I loved them. 
He painted yeah. them. He put new interior in them. He rebuilt them mechanically. He put new tires on them, and he put them in a barn, and put them in a barn, and put them in a hundred cars in barns all over his property. Oh, man. And now the barns are falling in, and those cars are turning into barn finds again. Oh, Gee, what, a, you know, what, a, what a neat guy. What, what's what's your next question? Wait a minute. We have somebody here who's... Uh, How about the Ferrari, Ferrari 250? 250. And the Cobra. Yeah, we got a big crowd here, but one guy's standing out and asking questions. Yeah. Um, so that, that, I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. They're in Charlotte, North Carolina, those cars. And I get a call from somebody who says, my friend's got these old cars in the garage. He needs to move them because the city has condemned the house and condemned the garage, and it's going to be torn down. C can you come and, you know, tell them if they have any value? Uh -huh. so this guy's broke. Oh, gee. I go over there, and there's a 427 Cobra. Yeah. And a 275 GTB alloy body, long nose Ferrari. Gee. And he's And broke. they're mouse infested. You open the trunk and there's like all this carpet fuzz and it's like a mouse condominium. <laughs> mouse urine all over the place. They had been there for 42 years. Wow. The windows are broken in the garage. It was like oh. raccoon prints all over the place. And he thought he was broke. And. So I helped him move those cars, and the city tore down the house, tore down the building. And I convinced him that he should bring them to Amelia Island and put them in auction. He got a million bucks for the Cobra and two oh. and a half million dollars for the Ferrari. He's a wealthy guy. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, from, from rags to riches. Oh, wait a minute. Here we go. Now How about the widow? Caesar Vargas from the what, 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 did, uh, what editor are you? Trocaros do this. He's a published a magazine. And where's it at? At uh, New Jersey, actually. Really? It's close to. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I feel like we're at a new. Have a widow that has Porsche Speedster. Right. What a great. You know, that's what I'm talking about. He's been these following are, you a lot. These are the stories you can't find in a junkyard. Yeah. It's like this woman called me up, and again, she's broke. She's going to lose her house. Her husband bought a Porsche Speedster. He lived in Texas. She lived in Mexico. They met on a. They, they both met on a on a bus. She he was touring Mexico as a young guy, and she was on the bus and they met and they exchanged name and phone numbers and he went back home and he bought a Porsche it was a silver Porsche Speedster 58 I think okay and he had it painted orange and oh. he had a pen that he mailed her and the pen was orange he said I'm going to come and pick you up in a car painted this color I'm going to come down and he drove it down to Mexico with this now the orange painted Cobra picked her up married her came back up had a, a child. He was an engineer. He got sick. He got ALS. Oh. He died. The car sat in the garage. It's flat tires. It's got dust all over it. And her son called me up and said, you know, I know you'd find these cars. I got this great car my mother's got, and she needs the money. She needs to sell it. So it was a Porsche Speedster. I went down there. I said, oh, my God. This lady showed me her wedding gown, showed me the orange pen that her fiance sent her. Wow. She showed me her wedding picture. She's crying. My arm was in a sling then, remember? I don't remember. I broke my shoulder. Um, she's crying like about this car. And we took it to a RM auction. And I'm sitting there with her. And, you know, the bidding goes, the bidding goes up to, you know, 50000 75000 100000 125000 175000 Goes up to like quarter of a million dollars. Wow. And she's crying sitting next to me crying oh god he's still looking out for me <laughs> she was able to pay off her debt on the house she lives there in the house now i mean you can't make up stuff like that's no. real life that's yeah. it man wow. that was great that is it that's pretty incredible though. yeah so i mean lots of cool stories about guys with their high school cars you know uh but that's yeah. what's cool about what you're doing because we're finding all this we're finding this information and we talked to her earlier about the book and the searching for, for all these barn find cars. And people have it's just an old car to a lot of people. They don't realize the significance of the car. All my, I've done 18 books. 10 of them are about barn finds. And it's like, it, they're not car books, they per, they're people books, they're human yeah. interest stories. The, the car is a catalyst to bring stories, interesting stories to, to light. Right. And, and so, you know, I, I'm a car guy, but nobody wants to buy a car about sheet metal or camshaft lobes. Right. They want to, they want to buy, they want to buy a book that has a story. Mm -hmm. And and so, I'm the luckiest guy to be able to, kind of 
mine these stories out of people. And, you know, I drive up to somebody's driveway. He might be crabby. I remember once it was a... I heard about this guy in West Virginia. It was, really was a hillbilly in West Virginia. And he had cars all up the side of a mountain. And they said, you'll never get any. He's a, he's a crabby guy. You'll never. And I drive up in a 39 Ford Woody wagon. And he comes to the door. Is that your car? Yeah. He says, you want to come in and have some iced tea? I said, sure. And well, I was there five hours with my camera guys all over the place. Gee. So, you know, that Woody is the icebreaker. So, you know, if you're listening to this show and you want to go barn fun hunting, don't drive a new Chevy pickup. No. Because you're a poser. Drive an interesting <laughs> car. Drive a real car. Yeah. yeah. And make your car as interesting as, as his cars. And you want to talk to each other. Become friends. It's amazing that you've also not only come up with store cars with the great stories but sometimes just cars you never see I, I remember you were in near Ojai once uh, you visited some guy who had a bunch of cars and among them was a last year of the Edsel and it was a it was a two-door hardtop which they made very few of them hmm. and you were doing your stand-up I think walking around it and talking about this car and that car and I'm looking behind you and I'm going wait a minute that's that's like a 60 Edsel wait a minute mm -hmm. it has how is that, you know? The whole well, time? you know, people will say, how come you walked right by that car and yeah. didn't mention it? Well, you know what? A, there might have been a hundred other cars and I just couldn't do all of them. Yeah. Or B, I only film it and then it goes back to the producers and they, they cut the and chop and channel the, yeah. uh, the video. And I don't know what comes out until it comes out. So, you know, maybe I did talk about that, Edsel. It just didn't It didn't get off the cutting room floor. Sometimes, though, people will let you in and say, well, we're not interested in selling. But every so often... I'm, I don't buy them. I don't buy... Like, you know, Wayne Carini buys and sells. Right. That's where his show's different than mine. I just find them and move on. I don't need to buy them. Except that 62 Ford disc wagon. <laughs> we did that for charity. Oh, okay. okay. And that's when... If, so, I walked into a, uh, this guy's yard and... Midland, Texas, all these old Fords, all these old Fords, all these old, and I kept on looking at this wagon, and it was like chalky pink, 62 Ford wagon, chalky pink, and I said, you know, when I was a kid, I remember a TV commercial where somebody went to a car in a junkyard, and they waxed it with J-Wax kit, oh, yeah, yeah. and it yeah. shined, yeah. I said, I've always wanted to try that, I said, do you have compound in a rag, and he goes to the garage, comes back out, and, I, and it's like, it's like, you know, like the size of a softball I said I'd love to have a, a buffer out here and he said well I got a buffer but I don't have an extension cord that long he said I got an idea and he comes over and picks up the car with the forklift brings it to a oh. shop and I'm buffing out this fender <laughs> and I said this car doesn't want to die oh my god like, and he said Look, yeah. I got to get rid of this stuff because the property it's an acre of property it's worth a million dollars in Midland, Texas he said I got to get rid of these cars I'm going to probably crush them I said, let me think about this. So I talked to the people at Haggerty. I said, okay, that car had no front cross member, no engine, no transmission. The interior, it was a desert car with the windows open for yeah. 30 years. But that paint was still there. It had good bones. <laughs> and I talked Haggerty to give me a budget. And we, and the guy who sold me the car, he, you know, I live in North Carolina. He's in Texas. So he coordinated, had an engine, 390 built. He had a. Uh, Ford Cruzomatic rebuilt for it. We put the crossover back in. We had a Mexican blankets put in for seats. There you go. And I, remember that. I drove out a thousand miles to McPherson, Kansas, and we donated it to McPherson College, which is the only school in America that offers a four-year bachelor's program in automotive restoration. Oh. And we gave that to them as a shop car because their old Chevy Love pickup was like just falling oh, apart. Yeah, yeah. So they, they can go to the auto parts store or whatever with this car. But I tell you, I would drive that car to Alaska. That car ran, and we put duels on there with Flowmasters. Man. <laughs> yeah, I got Flowmasters on mine. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. so, so right. that's one we bought. And I also bought another wagon, a Ford wagon. I bought a 67 Ford Country Squire. Had, like, rusty patina on the hood. Real faded wood siding on it. It had the dual-facing rear seats. Okay, that's no big deal. But it, the only one ever built, factory, 428 with a four-speed manual gearbox, bucket seats in a console. It was like a muscle wagon, one yeah. build. And I called my wife and said, I gotta buy this car. There you go. So it's a great car, I got it I now. I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, that's you should be having that temptation like every time you oh, walk I out do. there. I have 18 cars. Okay, <laughs> which brings <laughs> right. to the All right. next question. What do you have in your garage? I, tell me about the 18 cars. Uh, well, I've been collecting cars since I was literally a kid. So 
the 39 Woody wagon I bought when I was 15. I've got a 53 Ford two-door wagon I bought when I was 18. Now the Woody yeah. cost me 300 bucks. The Ford wagon cost me 85 bucks. I have a 60 mm. Volkswagen convertible with a supercharger on it. <laughs> I bought that for $400. So those cars I've had for 40 years and more, 50, wow. 40 to 50 years. I have a 289 Cobra. That was my like your dream car. My my prize in life. Like I was finally able to buy a Cobra. I have a '66 GT350 Shelby a Hertz car. Oh, okay. A white Hertz car though. White with gold very, stripes. Very rare. '67 GT500 for 34,000 miles Shelby. A '69 GT350 Shelby. I have a '68 Mercury Cougar GTE. You know what that is? Ooh, yeah. 427 side oiler. Yeah. yeah. Sunbeam Tiger. Like it's, it's supposed to be light blue, but it's it's dark. Oh. The guy painted it dark green, but that's a one okay. owner. One owner. I bought it from the original owner, California car. 260 oh, wow. or 289? He put a 289 in. Oh, okay. Um, I have a car called the Cunningham. Anybody ever hear of yes. Cunningham? Yes. 52 C3, the second Cunningham streetcar built, Vignali body, 331 Chrysler Hemi engine, four single barrel Zeniths. <laughs> Three-speed Cadillac gearbox with a body made in Italy. Wow. Uh, I race a Corvette. I've got a Morris Minor race car. i got a Mini Cooper race car. Uh, a Morris Minor race car. It sounds like an oxymoron. I've had no, Morris no. Miners. <laughs> I mean, now, I'm going to show you the Morris Minor. All right, he's going to show you. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen that are listening to this, you're missing out a lot, but we'll, we'll try and get some we'll pictures. We'll try and get some pictures on this, yeah. So I had two Morris Woodies. Motor what? Morris Minor Woodies. Oh, they're cool. I bought this from Huffaker as a streetcar. Oh, oh, that explains uh, it. For $900 in 1989. And Huffaker, for those of you who don't know that are listening, if you, oh gee, if you <laughs> oh, wanted wow. to get an MG product to go fast, you oh, wow. you went to you went to Huffaker because those are the guys who were winning in SCCA with sports cars with MGs. That picture that looks like the Consumer Reports oh, thing man. where they're yeah. trying to find out if the car will tip, tip over. over. Yeah. yeah. So that my I, helmet, I'm, I'm, throw, I'm trying to get the car back there. Yeah, Samurai, yeah. So, all right. Fucking Bronco. Morris Miners came with a 948cc engine. Obviously, that's got a little bit more power than the 948 well, no, part. You know what? I, I, I run an, uh, it's been parked for a decade. but Okay. I've run an, uh, a 948, an 1100, and a 1275 in there. Okay. Easy bolt-ins. Easy bolt-ins. It's a great car. And it's a Sprite. With a, a sedan body, so it is. Yeah, you know? yeah, a little bit different uh, so, suspension, but uh, yeah. It's got torsion bars in the front, and yeah. I bought it from Huffaker because it was a California rust-free car. Yes. If I find something like that in Calif in, in New York or in these, yeah, yeah, gonna happen. The torsion bars are all rough, rusted yeah, out. They didn't have much of a frame. I, I broke the frame on one of mine. They're just it's just sheet metal. No, it's sheet just metal. Not, it's, it's, hard, it's a horrible design. Yeah. But mine is the Mars Miner from Hell. Uh, okay, so we're at thirteen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're counting. I figured. Yeah. All right, now the pressure's on. Yeah. I have a Morris Miner. This is another one. Yeah. This is cool. I made a Speedster, uh, and I never finished it, but I still have it. Yeah. I, I took a, a, a sedan, coupe like that one, cut the roof right. off. I shaved the headlights off the fenders and got a low-light grill. So the headlights are down. This is oh, a 49 mark. Okay. And I took yeah. those headlights and I shaved off the grill and made headrests. <laughs> to go into a, yeah. a, a metal tonneau cover, oh, a real wow. slick roll cage, yeah, uh, and I never finished it. It's, but it's going to be a vintage race car in theory. Yeah. Uh, okay, the heat's on now. An MGTD. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm up to 15 now. 15. So I'm only guessing 18. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's plus so or cool. minus. That's all right. I'll it, just say plus it, or you minus. Know, that, that's great. That's that's uh, all right. So you got I'm, the car. Sure there so you yeah. live in Carolina, so you actually have places. Oh, uh, to uh, 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 a Lotus Elan. Oh, oh all right. There we go. Lotus Elan, nice, nice, nice cars. That's seventeen or sixteen. Sixteen, I think. Who's counting? I don't know. Well, anyway, <laughs> all right. So which one haven't you gotten that you want? <laughs> you know, I've got every. I have a Cobra. Yes, you do. I, I don't need yeah. any more cars. So now I'm in the phase in life. I'm sixty-five. I'm gonna start selling cars off. You know, I, I want to. I don't need 18 cars. Let me get my address, my so phone listen, number to him. So, <laughs> I'm, you know, the Woody. Yeah. This is 39 Ford Deluxe. I decided, wouldn't it be fun 
to have one of every year Ford Woody. The guy in California, oh, yeah, Nick yeah, Alexander. Yeah, had Nick him, Alexander right? did, yeah. Right, so I, I became friends with him. So his cars were pristine, pristine. Yeah. Mine, mine were just nice cars. And I owned 14 Woodies at one time. So in addition to the it's 17 cars. That we talked about, yeah. We have okay. whatever, 16 Which cars. A 39, I had, right? had four, yeah. 14. Well, I'm not sure. No, I don't think so. Okay. That might remember. be 17. Could be. 39 yeah. Woody and the 67 Country Squire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 18. 18. Yeah, there, you there you go. So I had 14 Woodies at one time. Oh. Wow. All original, all flathead powered. Uh, and I just said, you know what? This is not even fun. It's not fun. Yeah. You're like, if I want to drive that one, i got to move these two. Well, they both have dead batteries and flat tires, and the gas has gone bad. So three hours later. Yeah. Or well, three this weeks is, later. Yeah. This is like the uh, Mercedes dealer in L.A. who had all this big Woody car collection. No, that was Dick Alexander. Nick Alexander. BMW dealer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. BMW dealer. Yeah, he's a BMW dealer. Okay. Yeah, he was a friend. Anyway, he did it right. I did it wrong. But Yeah, well, he had the dealership. No, and I he know, bought the warehouse and he was keeping everything in. Yeah. It was just so, amazing. So, you know, he yeah, ride it off to the dealership. It was, it had a chance oh. just before they sent it off to, was it Meekum or one another auction oh, yeah. company? Yeah, I, I don't know. All I there. know is whatever he sold his cars for, a lot of money, he had more than that in them. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, like if he it's sold the Marmon Harrington four-wheel drive yes. yeah. Woody for a quarter million, he had 400000 in it. Yeah, and know? that car still shows up today yeah, at a lot great. of events on the West Coast. Oh, I have, okay. A 46 Ford Woody. Yeah. Two-wheel drive. And a 46 Ford Woody Marmon Harrington. Marmon both Harrington. both okay. barn fine, horrible cars. But if you're listening and you want a Marmon Harrington project, give me a call because they're for sale. <laughs> and that's hey, you go to, go to uh, what's his name in uh, Signal Hood, California, and he's got the wood bodies. He'll wooden car. Wooden car, right. Doug Carr. Doug Carr, yeah. And Susie Carr. Yep. I know these people. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's Tom Cotter of the video Barn Fine Hunter. He had so many stories to tell us. We obviously didn't get them all in. In fact, we're going to have a part two with Tom coming up next Thursday morning. We upload, remember, at 4.30 a.m. Pacific Time, 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time. And after that, you can basically listen anytime, anywhere on the Radio.com app and all the other places you can find us, including Alexa. Don't forget, please subscribe to all of our podcasts here on Radio.com, KNX1070.com, or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or iTunes or Stitcher, Subscribe to us, please rate us five stars, and write a review. Our website is TalkingAboutCars.net, where I include some extra behind-the-scenes flavor to the interviews. And make sure you follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and at Instagram. And check out Bob for his daily morning gas show, Monday through Friday, along with his Great American Auto Scene show, second Tuesday of the month, on Facebook and gotgas.com. So again, that's where that will be. In fact, I will be on that show. We'll have some fun, and that one is video. Until next time, I'm Randy Cardoon. Join me and Hot Rod Bob as we have some fun talking about cars.